Hello, my friends. Welcome to Worship for Carmen United Church this August 2nd of 2020. I am the pastor here of this church, Reverend Nick Phillips, and I am so glad that you are able to join us today. So right now, I just invite you to take a moment of silence, to silence your mind and prepare your heart for a time of worship. Let us pray. Lord God, we come today seeking rest. The world around us keeps us busy. It makes us anxious. It causes us stress. And that was before the pandemic even began. Help us to find rest, O Lord. May this service be a time of rest for our bodies and our souls as we seek more of you in our lives. This we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Today we are beginning to take a look at the meaning and the purpose of Sabbath. We'll spend three weeks looking at this topic, and today we start with God mentioning the Sabbath as part of the Ten Commandments in Deuteronomy 5, verses 12 through 15, which say, Observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy, as the Lord your God has commanded you. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, your oxen and donkeys and other livestock, and any foreigners living among you. All your male and female servants must rest as you do. Remember that you were once slaves in Egypt, but the Lord your God brought you out with his strong hand and powerful arm. That is why the Lord your God has commanded you to rest on the Sabbath day. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. You who are our rock, our strength, and our redeemer. Amen. Life is busy. Now, right now, for some, life is a little less busy during the pandemic. But in general, life is busy. There are so many things that keep us busy. Work, children, grandchildren, visits, shopping, meetings, volunteering, housework, yard work appointments, so on and so on. It feels like it's some sort of hard, vicious cycle that we cannot escape. It's just something we have found ourselves in. And then we pick up our Bibles and read about this thing called Sabbath. Traditionally, we Christians have viewed Sabbath as kind of a a Jewish custom that doesn't really apply to us. It's, the one of, it's one of the Ten Commandments that we just don't seem to take seriously. But as we read and worship this morning, we realize that this particular commandment, to honor the Sabbath, is the one with the longest and most detailed description of all the commandments. So maybe it's a bit more important than we might like to think it is. When you uh, bump into someone at the store or maybe you're chatting on the phone, what is probably a very common answer to the question, how are you? 
Now, number one, we're probably fine or good. But if people are being honest with us, as they often are, you might hear something like, busy or tired, tired. And so the question I have is, is that the way to live? Is running from thing to thing, place to place, store to store, event to event, really what God had in mind for us? Is that really what God is asking us to do? Is being connected 24-7 by the devices in our pocket really worth feeling busy or tired all the time? It, it, it kind of feels like we're always on. We're, we're looking at other people's lives through, through Facebook or so, other social media, and we're, we're seeing their so-called perfect lives. We're, we're judging them for it. But in reality, I would argue that their lives are far from perfect, just as ours are. And, and we're only seeing them through kind of their lens of, of their perfect life, their best life. They only, choose the better, they only choose to post the better things. And when we look at their profiles and their pictures and their life and, and we're judging them, we, we begin to judge ourselves because we see their highlights of their life and we wonder why we're not living up into those best moments for ourselves. We're not being happy all the time. Everything's not perfect and this feeds us. This, this feeds our need to be out there even more, even busier, working harder, to be happier. As if the world depends on us to keep everything going. We, we like to look busy. It makes us feel good. It makes us feel important. But in the end, all of this, it just makes us more busy and it makes us more tired. The Ten Commandments are a list of rules we should be following. And I think we know this. But let's just quickly review what those Ten Commandments are. No other gods before our God. No idols. Do not take the Lord's name in vain. Observe the Sabbath. Honor your parents. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not lie. Do not covet your neighbor's wife or stuff. So, observing the Sabbath has made the top ten. It's made the top ten of a pretty serious list of stuff we need to be doing or not doing. I've said this before and I'll say it again. The first four commandments are about our relationship with God. The other six are about our relationship with one another. So those first four, they are addressing that we need to keep God first. We need to keep God first and foremost in our lives. In other words, we need to be in a good relationship with our Father who is in heaven. The rest of the commandments, the other six, flow pretty much out of that relationship. And that by honoring God, we seek to honor and have good relationships with those who are around us. That being family, friends, neighbors, and so on. Now since the Sabbath falls into that first grouping of our being in our relationship with God, let's take a look at them in a little more detail. 
The first commandment says is that we're not to have any other gods before our God. Now, God prefaces that first commandment by saying he is the one who rescued the Israelites out of slavery, slavery from Egypt. So he is the rescuer. He is the one who loves them, who loves us and wants to be in close relationship with us. So we can't put gods or idols before God himself. If we place something as a higher priority in our life than God, then it's hard to keep that relationship strong. There's a lot of other distractions out there. And it's hard to hear from God when we do this. It's hard to know what he wants us to know about ourselves, about him, about the world that is around us. So he needs to be a top priority. We need to trust God as the ultimate authority in our lives. Now this can be scary, no doubt about it. But when you think about it, who knows better about this world than the one who created it? Now about the Sabbath, the description of the Sabbath is four verses long. Most of the rest of them only get one line, a couple of words. So not only is the Sabbath in the top ten of the rules to follow, it's important enough to have four whole verses of Scripture to describe it, what it means. In other words, it's important. God wants us to rest. Now, I'm no good at taking a whole day off. A whole day off to, 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 to do nothing. No work, no anything. I just can't do it. Now, part of that is because I want to stay married to Bev. And stuff needs to happen around the house. It's stuff that can't really happen when I'm working the rest of the week. What I try to do, and I'm still not always good at it, is I try to take uh, windows of time where my focus is more on rest and relaxation. Maybe a few hours here and there over the course of the week. This seems to be becoming kind of the norm for Sabbath nowadays. That's what a lot of people are doing for Sabbath these days. Part of it is because the world is so demanding that things need to be done 24-7, that our houses and yards, they need to be perfect among those many other demands that it's hard to find in the midst of all of this a 24-hour period where we can just shut everything off, where we can do nothing. But is it really about doing nothing? What is God asking us to do in the midst of Sabbath? So let's look at that scripture that we read again from Deuteronomy 5. In particular, in particular the, the first three verses. He says, Observe the Sabbath by keeping it holy, as the Lord your God has commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. The seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. What does this even mean? What it means is that we spend significant time 
with him, with God, in private, without distractions. It means turning off screens, forgetting the housework, and letting God do what he does. It is a reminder for us that God is God and we are not. That alone is a reminder that we can all use every now and again. God created the entire universe and everything that is in it. Then what did he do? He took a day off. If the creator of the entire universe can take a day off, then maybe we can too. Trust me, God knows that we're busy people. He sees our schedules. He knows our lives inside and out. He knows what we face each and every day of the week. He also knows that all of this busyness tires us out. What does Jesus have to say about this tiredness in our life? Well, for that, we turn to Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30, where Jesus says this, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So what is Jesus saying? He's saying, take a Sabbath. Rest. Relax. But at the same time, he's saying, learn from me. Learn from Jesus and you will find rest for what? Your body? No. He says you will find rest for your soul. Ultimately, this is what the Sabbath is really about. Sure, it's good to let our body rest. It's important. But it is also about finding rest for our soul. I don't know about you, but I can often work myself through those times when my body is tired. I can find the strength to do what I need to do. I I find the energy. I know that I can rest later. Or maybe I need a quick nap to get me through the rest of the day. I know that once I get through those physical demands in my life, that I can have a a good rest. I can have a good night's sleep and my muscles will recover. And I'll be ready once again if I need to. But what if my soul is tired? When our souls are tired, that's when people begin to experience burnout, what we call burnout. You don't burn out from physical tiredness. You might exhaust yourself, but a good night's sleep and you'll be ready to go again. But if your soul is tired, there's no sleep that can help your soul. If your soul is tired, then you need to rest differently. You need to completely change your focus and you need to find time for your soul to rest. Jesus invites us to find our rest in him. What better rest could there be for our soul, our spirit, than than the one who offers to help carry our load so we may learn how to best balance our lives for God's glory? Now, the Sabbath is not like what some of you have shared for me from when you were younger. 
Some of you shared experience about growing up and not being able to do anything. Not be allowed to watch TV or, or play even on Sundays. The Sabbath is not meant to be some sort of strange punishment or lockdown. It's meant to be a time for finding our rest, finding rest for our spirit with the Holy Spirit who brings joy and health to our souls. What would the Sabbath look like for you? Are you able to take a whole day? Or are there a few hours you can find for yourself a few times throughout the week? What kind of care are you giving your soul? God created us. And he says taking care of your soul is very important. It's so important that it made the, that it made the top ten list for all the rules we need to be following. This is a list that tells us the things we cannot do. And in the midst of this list, God tells us something we must do. And that is to rest. Only two of the commandments tell us something we need to do. All the other eight, they are telling us things we cannot do. So these two things that God is telling us that are most important to do must be pretty important. That is to, to this, observe the Sabbath and to honor our parents. So in a list of things, do not do these things, well, the two things that we must do must be pretty darn important. So are you too busy? Are you feeling tired? Do you need rest? Do you feel like you're on the, the verge of burning out mentally? If that's you, come to Jesus. Let him give you the rest your soul needs. Turn off the, the rest of your day and come to him. Be healed by him. Observe him. Learn from him. Observe the Holy Sabbath. Spend time with God and know him. He is waiting to teach you, but also help you carry the load. Amen. Would you join me in a time of prayer? Let us pray. Holy God, you are the author of all creation. You know all there is in it. You know all about it. You know it's every single need. You also know our needs. You know the demands are in our lives. They are endless and we get tired. So, so very tired. Not just in our bodies, but also tired in our souls. So we ask you, God, to remind us once again to spend time in your presence. Remind us again of the spiritual healing that the Sabbath can bring into our lives as we rest in you, as we rest in your presence. We thank you, God, for the blessings of life that you give us each and every day. What a gift it is to know you in our lives as we meet you in our Sabbath. 
as we meet you in one another, as we meet you in creation. There are so many ways that you speak to our souls and we give you thanks. We also come, O oh God, to pray for those who are around us, those who find themselves struggling in life, whether it be mourning a loss, uh, suffering from illness, losing their way, struggling to make ends meet, feeling alone, whatever the needs of those around us that we, we love and know, we lift them up to you, O oh God. May you bring healing into their lives. May you speak your love to them. May you give them peace. May you meet their needs and bring them comfort. Lord, we also pray for those who are looking at going back to work or to school and are feeling anxious. Lord, we do not know what will come next in this virus, in this pandemic, and we certainly do not want to lose any loved ones because of it. So we pray against COVID-19. We pray a prayer of protection over all who work or study in public places. We pray that there not be a second wave, that all will be well, both physically and mentally. There is so much uncertainty in our world. So we pray, O oh God, that you will watch over us, that you will protect everyone from this virus. Lord, for all these things, and for so many more that we could be praying for today, we lift up our prayers to you in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, the one who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
Thank you for listening to Be Still and Know, a ministry of Carmen United Church in Sydney Mines. To learn more about our ministry, please visit our website, www.carmenunited.ca. May God bless you this day.